0: What is that, what is that, what is it?
1: They're eating her.
0: That wouldn't do at all. Oh, no, not oh, the bees. And then they're going to eat me. This
1: isn't plans one through eight for Mother's Face. Not the bees. This is plan nine. Oh, hi, Mark. This <laughs> is the one that works. You got Week? Uh yeah, I'm always excited.
0: I don't believe you.
1: No, I'm so excited.
0: You were very disappointed when I told you the movie that we were doing.
1: It's not my favorite movie.
0: That's going to lead to an interesting question. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night, the podcast in which we take a serious look at bad films and genre films and hopefully we give them the credit that they deserve. I am Nigel from the often neglected AJourneyIntoFilm.com, and with me is my wife, Caitlin.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: And this week, we are starting a new miniseries that has a little overlap with our horror comedy miniseries. And we're talking about the 1998 classic, Bride of Chucky, directed by Ronnie Yu, written by Don Mancini... Starring Jennifer Tilly, Brad Dourif, Katherine Heigl, and Nick Stabile.
1: What's the miniseries we're doing called?
0: Uh, Dead Dolls Part Two, or something like that. <laughs> okay. Actually, they're not really dead, but deadly dolls. Deadly dolls. Deadly dolls, deadly dolls. like that it. one. We did a we did a dolls miniseries before. It was literally two movies, and. It was a movie called Dolls and then a second movie called The Dolls that had some killer dolls in them. But this one, th- we're going to start off with the most famous of killer dolls, Chucky, Charles Lee Ray himself.
1: Okay, so I have a question okay. starting out. Uh, So you know how there are lots of movies out there on killer dolls. Or if you want a movie to just be creepy, you add like a doll in it.
0: Right. Like in uh, it? incident in a ghost land.
1: Right. It like instantly like takes the creep factor up like 10 notches. Right. Where do you think that? I mean, and I would say that's universally true. Like most people would agree that dolls are creepy.
0: Yeah, I would like to know when that started because I feel like back in the day, you gave a child a porcelain doll and they were stoked about it.
1: Right. Now you give a child a porcelain doll and they're like, are you trying to curse me?
0: Right. I think it has something to do with how old it is, but also that kind of weird uncanny valley type thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's just like it's not even a learned behavior. It's just part of our being. I remember I had a porcelain doll that I don't know, somebody gave me. And I mean, I didn't really like it, but my mom had it set up in my room and I shared a room with my younger brother at the time. And I mean, no one had to teach David that dolls were creepy. He just always hated that doll. And at night it would give him like nightmares because the doll would just be standing there and he'd get he would get like creeped out by it and it was just something that was just like already inside of him
0: here's something here's a thought that i had okay did you have like a baby doll growing up yeah and it was probably like made of rubber or some kind of like Mm -hmm. plastic or Mm -hmm. something but that's not creepy no so i think it has something to do with how lifeless porcelain can be Mm because those just kind of sit there and stare right whereas like i mean there's a reason that they use rubbery plastic in more adult-oriented dolls mm-hmm. and such. And, uh, you know, it kind of adds a sense of realism, which is weird because then you start getting more into that right. kind of uncanny that should be, be more creepy. It should be, but it's not.
1: No. So I'm fascinated. I want to study this phenomena of dolls and horror and what brought it about.
0: Right. The thing is, Chucky... He is, as his normal good guy doll, I would not say that he was creepy.
1: Right. He's more of like in the realm of a naturalistic, childlike doll.
0: Yeah, because he's made of rubber. Right. So that's interesting. I would need to study that further.
1: I know. I'm fascinated by this topic now.
0: I expect you to have a full explanation for us by the time we get to our third movie, Dolly Dearest.
1: Oh, I can go down a... Google rabbit hole faster than anyone.
0: I hope that you do. (laughs) So let's talk about Chucky. Okay. This is the fourth movie in the Child's Play franchise. It is... um, It takes the franchise in a new direction Mm -hmm. from the previous three. In fact, unlike other horror franchises, this one kind of has like three phases to it. You have the child's play movies, which are one, two, and three. You have, and then, well, the rest of the series is, they always have, like, blank of Chucky. But you have the, like, matrimonial series, Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. And then you have the kind of return to form, but also kind of not with Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. Mm Mm-hmm. Caitlin, we watched all of the Chucky movies. We did. Including the brand new remake of Child's Play, which we thought had some interesting ideas in it, but kind of fell flat for us. Mm -hmm. I feel like we enjoy these movies, but you also say that you hate them a lot. So maybe I'm the only one. (laughs) Um, Where does this one fall in your ranking of the Child's Play movies?
1: I think I like it. I think for me, it goes the original, the one with the girl in the wheelchair, and then this one.
0: So this would be number three for you? Yes. Surprisingly, I would agree with you. Yeah. I like the original, which, fun fact, the original terrified me as a child. Yeah. I hadn't even seen it, but my mom decided to traumatize me by telling me about this doll that killed people and how it was like a big twist that there are no batteries in it. And <laughs> for some reason that ruined me. <laughs> um, We even, well, I mean, I would say that we like these to an extent. I mean, we dressed our dog up as Chucky last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that these would ever be my go-to movies. They're fine. I don't think they're well, like I'd, Overall, I don't think they're one of the better franchises.
0: Okay. Here's a question that I have for you. Okay. We've we've been slowly working our way through the great horror franchises. Mm-hmm. We still have three to go, mm-hmm. I would say. Friday the 13th, Halloween, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Those are the three that we have not seen all the way through yet. Out of the three that we have seen, Nightmare on Elm Street... Child's Play and the Hellraiser series, which one would you rewatch all of?
1: Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: Really? Yeah. I would pick this one over that easily. I disagree. Why is that?
1: I think because there's a, there's a level to Nightmare on Elm Street that's like a, I mean, it's, Not great either, but there's like a comfortable camp to it Mm -hmm. where the Chucky movies just kind of get trashy, in my opinion.
0: Even whenever they go back to being more serious with Curse and Cult?
1: Which one is the one with the girl in the wheelchair? Curse. Okay, I like that one. I don't like the Cult of Chucky.
0: That's the one where she's in the asylum.
1: Yeah, I didn't like that one.
0: Oh. I really like that they threw Fiona Durif in. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting choice, especially after watching her in Dirk Gently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I would love to see her in more horror things. And yeah. I, I think she's in the new. So there is a Chucky TV show coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. I don't think you are. but um,
1: <laughs> Is that gonna... with a- a- Aubrey Plaza?
0: She was in the remake.
1: Okay. Okay. So the. Which we haven't seen. We have seen. Oh, yeah. We've seen that.
0: That's where Mark Hamill did the voice of Chucky. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I but do remember that. But it
0: was a, instead of a murderer getting into the body, spoiler alert, it's a coding error in artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. which was interesting but also kind of stupid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All that to say, I don't know what we're trying to say. We're just kind of talking about the franchise as a well, whole. Well,
1: yeah, and I just, overall, I think it's more of a trashy franchise.
0: I think... Nightmare on Elm Street starts to decline in a campy sort of way that Mm -hmm. it never comes back from. I would agree. At least this one has its high points after its low points. Like, I would say that Child's Play 3 is the worst in the series. Mm -hmm. And that's saying something with Seed of Chucky, which is Really
1: bad. I hated Seed of Chucky.
0: I can't wait to watch it for next week.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
0: But, like, uh, Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky, they kind of return to form, and they're good. Fun fact, uh, this one, Bride of Chucky, is supposedly Brad Dourif's favorite in the series. Okay. Which I find very interesting. Yeah. Now, um, okay, so it's 1998. The movie Scream was released in 1996. And... I guess I'm going to just jump into talking about this now instead of saving it for later. But it, the late 90s, you kind of saw this weird thing happening with horror movies where. Let me back up for a second. Let's back up. Let's back up because we need to talk about the significance of Scream. If you're a horror fan, you should already know that Scream is probably one of the most significant horror movies to come out of the 90s, if not the most. Because at that point, the slasher genre had become stale. People didn't care about all this supernatural nonsense anymore or camp or anything. The rules of the slasher had been clearly established. And Wes Craven comes along and he says, I'm going to be a little meta about that. And so while kind of pointing out how silly the genre is, he actually ends up making one of the best slasher movies in the genre. In fact, I would say that Scream is probably the best franchise out of all of them. I forgot that we had seen Scream. Oh yeah,
1: I really enjoy Scream. I I'd would rewatch, re-watch that. Scream yeah. every day of the week. Yeah,
0: even three. It's stupid, but yeah, I would, I would definitely rewatch, re-watch three. it. Mm-hmm. So, but what ends up happening after Scream comes out, you see all of these non-supernatural uh, slasher movies coming out like I Know What You Did last summer and Urban Legend being two of the more uh, known ones where they're kind of trying to capitalize on that like teenagers being hunted by a person type Mm -hmm. thing but also in a weird sort of way doing kind of like a meta thing like which Urban Legend did a lot more than I Know What You Did last summer because it was like kind of talking about urban legends and pointing out how silly they were while also using them to kill people and also talking about how they're not really false, but, like, making them real. Right. I don't know. We we talked about urban legend on here, but it, that was before we started to take these movies seriously.
1: But you should still go check it out.
0: Oh, yeah. Urban legend is our favorite. Um, in fact, I think today, as we're recording this, is some kind of anniversary for, like, the release date of, oh, of cool. urban legend. I don't know. So, inevitably, what you end up having is, well, there's a lot in Bride of Chucky that's trying to capitalize on the meta commentary that was popularized by Scream, as evidenced by the fact that Michael Myers' mask is in it, Jason's mask is in it, you have the chainsaw from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or at least that's what it's implying, Mm -hmm. um... You have the reference to Pinhead, the gothic guy that uh, Tiffany is involved with. He, His name is Damien, which is a reference to The Omen. Uh, Chucky's head spins around and a reference to The Exorcist. So I guess my question for you, after all of that setup, Caitlin, is do you think that this movie was being meta or was it just trying to be clever with Easter eggs? Clever. Was it successful?
1: I would say it was successful, yes.
0: In being clever? hmm Because it didn't really draw attention to them. Right.
1: It. it wasn't overly done. Yeah. It was very small, and you kind of only catch it if you know it.
0: Yeah. Uh, the only real time that they really point out, and it's when Detective Kincaid, played by John Ritter or Chief Kincaid, uh, he gets all those nails shot at his face, Mm -hmm. and Chucky says that looks familiar. Yeah. Um, Brad Dourif was also in The Exorcist 3, which came out in 1990, so I imagine that might be why they kind of threw that Exorcist reference in there. Why would you say... What do you think the like the film's intention was with trying to include all of these things? Do you think that the creators thought that it was some kind of meta-commentary, or do you think they were just being... They were just kind of throwing winks and nudges at the audience?
1: I think they were throwing winks and nudges at the audience and also saying we are just as classic and iconic as these other iconic horror movies.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably spot on.
1: Cause I, I mean, I think, I think coming back from the third one mm-hmm. and how that one w- wasn't super successful. Right. And then you get bride of Chucky. I kind of like, I think they're saying like, we're just as great as these other franchises and we deserve to be held in the same regard.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Interesting fact, this movie takes place... uh, This movie was released seven years after Child's Play 3. But the events of the story are one month later. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. Because I was really thrown off by... He kept saying that he'd been dead for ten years. And I thought, oh, he'd been gone for ten years. But Andy was a teenager in the third one... So how could 10 years have gone by? I don't know. I was confused by the timing on everything. Um, Kaylin, do you want to tell us what you actually liked about this movie?
1: That is a tough question. No, I l- actually liked Jennifer Tilly in this movie. I thought she did a good job. I liked her as the bride of Chucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that they kind of gave... Chucky, this evil side companion. Um, So I really enjoyed that. And I, I liked their dynamic. And I like how in a weird way, it almost mirrored the main couple's dynamic. Both relationships self-destructive.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: But it was like I don't know. I'm probably reading way too much into this (laughs) and probably over here giving it credit for being a secret masterpiece, but it
0: is a secret masterpiece.
1: uh, I liked how Chucky and his bride, Tiffany uh, kind of had this self-destructive, like you could very clearly look at that and be like, that's an unhealthy relationship. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. But in the same regard, you could look at the main characters and not everyone would agree necessarily it wouldn't be as abundantly clear as chucky and tiffany but their relationship was also very self-destructive yes so i just thought that was kind of like neat how it was like
0: you can be a murderer and be in a self-destructive relationship but you can also be
1: living in the suburbs
0: yeah except he lived in a trailer park
1: he did live in a trailer park she lived in the hoity-toity neighborhood
0: yeah With her uncle, her creepy uncle. He had some kind of weird, there was something going on there. And I'm, I mean, I feel like he got what he deserved in a weird sort of way.
1: To like the parts that I didn't like about the movie.
0: Oh, yeah. They, uh, one of the lines that they cut from a movie had a reference to Three's company. Oh, man. Like where Chucky was going to say something like, uh, Three's a crowd, Jack, to, uh,
1: I would John Ritter. have loved that. Yeah. I'm would so that have made this it. your favorite yes. of the movie? <laughs> Instantly. Instantly. Love it.
0: I agree with you. I thought that Jennifer Tilly's introduction really kind of uh, injected some life into the series. I, I agree. think the idea of him having a partner really uh, makes things kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish that. They it had taken longer for them to turn on each other. Like, maybe they could have gone through, like, a honeymoon phase or something. Right. Um, but they do kind of address that in one of the later movies where he uh, is obsessed with this other woman, and that's why he never bunkers down with Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that this movie had me wondering, though, like, are there people out there who go under the radar who... Are obsessed with serial killers and are like trying to kill people or like, 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 I realize that there are people out there who are, they fall in love with murderers very easily. Yeah. I mean, Charles Manson got married the last bit that he was in jail. Right. So, like, are there people out there like Tiffany who they're so obsessed with people who murder and who get off on it, I guess. That they, like, look for other murderers. I, I don't really know what I'm trying to ask, but I just thought that was interesting.
1: I'm, I'm sure there there is. I kind of liked her relationship with Damien where she was, like, basically not into him until he killed somebody. <laughs>
0: she was like, kill for me or you're not getting this. Right. Which was hilarious. <laughs> and then he tried to like fake it with like pizza face or something. Yeah. That was weird. Yes. And then I love how Chucky called it sick. Yeah. I also kind of wish that the bit where she was human and he was a doll would have lasted a little bit longer. Mhm. Because that was probably my favorite part of the movie.
1: Yeah, I feel like it could have used more development. Just overall in their relationship, I felt like they were they had a lot of uh story arcs to be a part of here.
0: Yeah, and I guess that kind of gets into my dislikes with it. It feels like they were trying to they had a lot of different ideas Mm -hmm. that didn't necessarily that should have been longer than like fifteen minutes of an hour and a half movie.
1: Right, that's how I feel about uh Jack Ritter's role. Is that John Ritter? John Ritter. (laughs) His name is. Jack and Three's Company. Yeah. Uh, John Ritter's role in this film is that I have no idea why he was so against his niece dating and why he was kind of a jerk. I mean, I'm not... I just feel like, why did we even need that?
0: Yeah, there was like nothing there. Right. It was just...
1: Oh, he hates his niece and her dating this guy. Okay. That added nothing.
0: Right. I mean, they could have just as easily have had two normal living parents who are like, "Um, we don't want you dating someone who lives across the river or over the railroad tracks or whatever. Right. Um, I also felt like this movie was very anticlimactic. Like, they get to the cemetery Mm -hmm. and they, like, shoot each other and then that's it. Yeah. And then they end on the cliff note hanger, cliff note, the cliffhanger of uh what will be Glen uh bursting from the womb of Tiffany because yeah. apparently as a doll your gestation period is like a day. A couple hours tops. <laughs> or yeah, I guess it would've been like a day a or day. two. <laughs> yeah, that was weird.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: I have uh, a lot of questions that I'm not going to ask about this on this podcast (laughs) about the um,
1: anatomy of a doll.
0: Not necessarily (laughs) the anatomy of a doll, but like, what are the logistics of putting your body into a doll? Like, I realize I think in the first one we find out that he is like slowly becoming like a human doll type thing because he can bleed and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I guess that means like everything else is working. But, like, why was hers so quickly? I don't don't know. I have...
1: They kind of throw all the rules out the window.
0: I have a lot of serious issues. The other thing uh, that I thought was kind of strange... So, like, that couple that they kill at the hotel with the raining shards of glass...
1: Which I actually think is pretty cool. That was probably my favorite kill in the entire
0: movie. But why would they assume that someone murdered them? Like, you don't know that they were just, you know, drunk newlyweds like again again you're at a trashy hotel so what kind of people are going to be going there right you know you don't know like are drugs involved did they throw the champagne glass or the bottle at the ceiling themselves Uh, like you know you don't know what happened right so why assume that there was a murder
1: right fair question
0: also chucky is what would you say, like a fourth of the size of his human body? Mm -hmm. Why would they find tiny fingerprints that are his and not say, why are these fingerprints smaller than an adult male's fingerprints?
1: Very, very good question.
0: Also seems kind of odd that of all the things that would biologically come back to him as a doll, his fingerprints are one of them. Right. But I mean, it, it like it doesn't it doesn't not make sense.
1: I mean, I guess if you're going to have your own blood and semen in your body, then why would you not have your fingerprints?
0: I guess. I mean.
1: But it, again, it just it leads to more questions.
0: Yeah. He really wasn't patched together all that nicely. So why couldn't he have just like left some blood behind? Um,
1: That would have been a lot made a lot more sense.
0: Yes. Something that I really liked about, uh, another thing that I really liked, and this has kind of like been a trend throughout the whole movie, and I wish that they would have done more of this, was the idea that this doll is going around doing all these killings and stuff, but nobody knows what's going on, and they assume that it's someone else doing it. I just, I think that's so funny. (laughs) It it doesn't get old for me. Uh,
1: That's hilarious.
0: Like. I felt like I didn't feel bad for these kids because they were kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Yeah. But uh, I just... And I do kind of like that Tiffany was like... Told Chucky that things were getting too predictable. So he had to go bigger and better. Mm -hmm. And especially when he picked up the hammer, which is how he killed the babysitter in the first one. Mm -hmm. So I just... I don't know. This one, I feel like this one is, like, if there was a fun entry in the series, it this would be, this, be one. this
1: one. Yes, agreed.
0: And while it's not laugh-out-loud funny for me, mm-hmm. it is successfully humorous, I would say.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And I think that's credit all to Jennifer Tilly, in my opinion, because I, I don't...
0: In Brad l- Dourif, because they kind of bounce off each they other. They do
1: bounce off each other, but that's what I'm saying to Jennifer Tilly's credit. I think she makes this movie have that bounce. If it was just Brad Dourif, he would not one have anyone to bounce it off of. And I don't think him alone is actually funny. It's just I, for me personally, he comes across as more like arrogant when he makes comments like that.
0: Right. It, it would just be uh, your typical killer thrown out one liners. Exactly. Whereas this, like the humor comes from, Oh, what if one of the world's greatest, or not greatest, but most famous serial killers was tied down by matrimony. Right. And I mean name even when he's series a doll. that does this. I can't.
1: Right. And that's what I, I do think that there's something to be said about this particular movie in the Chucky series or child's play series is the creativity I think from the staff that kind of came up with this idea of let's give Shucky a female counterpart. Yeah.
0: Who's like just as twisted as him. But like,
1: but once this like romantic relationship, come home, have dinner and murder somebody together thing.
0: Yeah. She like, she very clearly looks at, Chucky, at, like his job is going out and murdering people. Right, right. And she just wants to be a stay-at-home wife who Hears cooks, about- cleans, <laughs> and like, you know, takes care of her man Right. as long as he does the dishes.
1: Right. And listens to his murder stories over dinner. Right. That's all she wants. I Which think is that's funny.
0: just strange. And I guess I think that's what I was wondering. Like, are there people out there like that's what they want at yeah. the end of the day?
1: I think yes.
0: They want a significant other who spends his day murdering people
1: mm-hmm.
0: while they stay at the trailer yep, and clean everything up. I mean, I'm just assuming a trailer because, like, what kind of money is there in right. murdering people? Right. I guess, like, if you're robbing I, them. Right,
1: if you rob them, probably good money. It
0: depends on who you're murdering. Right. I mean, if you're, like, killing homeless people, then
1: mm-hmm. no money. Right. But, yeah, so I, I think that's clever for this movie to have done something like this. I don't know another series that has done anything where they're, you know, it's always solo killers. Right. So I think this was, was, I mean, with clever. the exception
0: of scream, but that's kind of a different dynamic.
1: Yeah. That's you. They're technically is a solo killer. Cause you don't know.
0: Yeah. But then but, like, it's not right. Yeah. I don't remember much of Seed of Chucky except for that I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I will be very curious to see what we think of this continuing thread of matrimonial... Or, I don't know, what am I trying to say? Uh, this idea of, like, Chucky being tied down with a wife and kids yeah. and, like, how that affects him. And yeah. I, I know that... I seem to remember that Tiffany, like, turns on him mm-hmm. in the next one. Mm-hmm. And I also remember that Jennifer Tilly is in the next one as herself. So it takes like another weird yeah. meta turn, which we'll talk about how successful that is. Um, Caitlin, let's, uh, let's hear your 30 second uh, synopsis, even though I feel like we've kind of addressed everything about this movie, but let's do it.
1: All right. If I had to write a quick IMDB rundown of this movie or a tweet or a tweet okay I like that tweet of this movie we have a killer doll who meets his match with another killer doll and they go on a killing spree that will shock and terrorize you that's all I got Uh,
0: to clarify she doesn't start out as another doll well right that would have been an interesting twist like what if she turned herself into a doll first then found him and was like, I messed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How we get out of this. <laughs> How do we stop this? <laughs>
0: um I did think that was an interesting motivation for them to like kidnap these kids mm-hmm. and like get involved with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Otherwise, it would have just been them bickering the whole time. Right. And these kids bickering the whole time.
1: Right. That's why I like that it kind of mirrored each like relationship. Mirrored yeah. each other. Do you have anything to say about the storyline with the teens?
0: I thought it was kind of boring. Yeah. Did not care for it. No. I guess like it made sense for what the movie needed. But I feel like they could have gone about it in a different way. I don't know exactly what I think they should have done differently. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. It was just I think out of all honestly, I would have rather Andy came back in this one Mm -hmm. than have to watch these kids. I don't care for katherine heigl this is the third time we've talked about a movie that she's in and uh she's fine yeah and uh i'm sure there's a reason we haven't seen these other kids before (laughs) um so that's kind of all i have to say about that
1: Mm -hmm. i would agree i don't think there was a lot of like character development really with the teens either and i didn't really care about any of them and i just kind of felt like their dynamics were boring
0: yeah yeah so i think i like the next one the the character the the human characters in the next one a little bit i i think uh but we'll find out i don't want to get i don't want to cross that bridge yet right uh so this movie i feel like was ripe for your dating corner.
1: Oh, I know. I was trying to think about, oh my gosh, what dating advice could I possibly give? There's just too much. I mean, the whole movie is filled with dating advice. Yeah. It's basically don't do anything that these characters did.
0: Right. but <laughs> I mean, that you're not wrong. Um, hopefully by the time this comes out, I have your music. I need to text some people.
1: Do, 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 do. I'll make my own music.
0: Yeah. So, um... Top over the dating corner. Is that your advice?
1: Yeah, don't do anything <laughs> that these characters did. I feel like everyone will expect me to give dating advice on Chucky and Tiffany's relationship and Tiffany and Damien's relationship. So I thought I would mix it up and give advice on the teens' dating relationship.
0: Jade and Jesse. Yeah, Jade. First and of all, who Jessie. names their child Jade?
1: Right. Uh, Strippers, Jade and Jesse. Uh, okay, first of all, don't lie to your uncle about who you're dating,
0: especially if he's the chief of police and he has a history of following you around.
1: Right, that just seems like a poor life decision on your part. Next,
0: hold on, can we talk about how the like. Like, is it legal for him to pay one of his no, police no. <laughs> more money just to follow his niece around? No, that is okay.
1: creepy and illegal. <laughs>
0: yeah, especially since he seemed to pick the creepiest looking police officer. I feel bad for that guy.
1: Yeah, he, he only is going to get roles like that.
0: I mean, he probably could have played a really good penguin, though.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, Don't date... A guy who drives a van like Jesse does. Yes. Unless he's in the mystery gang. And has a dog named Scoob. Then that's fair. You can date them. But here's my question for you. Okay. If you were dating somebody. And you guys were on the run. For accidentally blowing up a police officer. (laughs) Even though you didn't really do it. Go on. Um, And then, like, let's say, okay, let's say me and you, we were on the run and we're driving and you found one of your parents or aunts and uncles dead in the back of my car. Okay. Would you think I had anything to do with it? Probably. Right. I just you have to have a lot of faith in somebody to think I found the dead body in your vehicle.
0: Well, to be fair, at the moment in the movie, when they find the dead body, that's when Tiffany and Chucky decide to reveal themselves to Jade and Jesse. Yeah. Had they waited any longer. I feel like the movie was at least smart enough to continue in a direction in which they would distrust each other.
1: But then I would just be like, what did you slip me in my drink? That there's dolls talking to me right now.
0: Yeah. Could have blamed it all on the pot.
1: (laughs) All right. So that was just a question I had. Like, how much faith do you have to have in somebody to... But okay, here is another question I have for you. Okay. If you could transfer your body so that you could live forever into any inanimate object, okay, no animals, what would you choose?
0: What would I choose? Yeah. Uh, probably some kind of robot.
1: Like a robot, kid's robot toy?
0: Um, not like a kid's toy. Maybe like one of those experimental robots over in no, Japan. No, no, no,
1: no. Okay, let me rephrase. Something in our house.
0: Something in our house? Yeah. Oh boy. Um maybe the modem.
1: <laughs> the modem.
0: So I could live forever on the internet.
1: So I'd have to like log in to see you?
0: Um,
1: yeah. That's okay.
0: I I could like go I through like the Wi Fi's yeah. to your computer. And send you sweet nothings via your word processor.
1: Yeah, okay. That's a good answer. Good job.
0: See, I got this. I like that. What would you pick?
1: I really didn't know. I was like trying to figure it out all night. I was just laying in bed like what would I transfer my body into? I couldn't I couldn't decide on anything.
0: I thought you were gonna ask uh Whether or not you would be willing to put your soul into a doll. I did think about that,
1: but I know that I wouldn't, but you would, so.
0: But, okay, like, what if, what if I was Charles Lee Ray, and you were still in love with me? Okay. And... You said, I don't want to be without you. Would you put yourself into a doll?
1: I guess if I'm that crazy to love a murderer, I would do anything. Okay, but like,
0: what if I wasn't a murderer, but I was just like in an act of desperation, put myself into a doll? Like, would you be willing to do it too?
1: No, I don't think so. Really? I don't want to live forever. Why not? Especially in a doll, that would be so frustrating.
0: Yeah, it would be frustrating. But I mean, they clearly are... More th- more human than dolls.
1: Yeah, do y- but like, I can't like drive or like, you just be, st- and like, you can't let people know that like you're alive. It's just, it's too much work. Too I'm much dead. Work. Just let me be dead. I want to rest. I don't, okay, I, I don't okay. want to have to hide from people. And mm-mm.
0: I guess I would have to wait until you were about to die to put you into a doll. Yeah,
1: that's what you'd have to do. You can put me in a little Funko Pop.
0: Um, that would be adorable. <laughs> I could like put you in my pocket and right. carry you around places. <laughs> what, uh, what Funko would you want to be? Cause you could pick any character at that point.
1: I know, but I think I would want to be <laughs> Michael J. Fox's, Marty McFly. I
0: wouldn't. (laughs) I would not let you.
1: I know you wouldn't, but that'd be the Funko that I would want to (laughs) be.
0: If I was desperate
1: to put you into a Funko,
0: I would put you in Elaine from Seinfeld.
1: Oh, Elaine would be good too.
0: Or um, Dolores from Westworld. No,
1: don't. No, don't put me in Dolores. I don't want to be in Dolores. No. Okay. It's Elaine, Marty, Or a cute little animal. Those are your options.
0: Alrighty then.
1: What funko would you want me to put you in?
0: I don't even know.
1: A Stanley Kubrick funko.
0: If they had one. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) If that existed. Yeah, I don't know. There are too many good options out there.
1: There are. There really are. How about a Morty? Or I mean a Rick.
0: Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick like the worst one for you though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> character nobody cares about. They I'm, have a billion of them.
0: I'm trying to think of like in a moment of desperation, like what would be what would be the absolute worst one to put you in. Right. And the only conclusion that I could come to is some kind of anime something or other, since we don't really care for them. Or like a video game character.
1: Ugh, yeah. Like the Tomb Raider. I've seen those fungos. Yeah. That'd be horrible.
0: It wouldn't be ideal. But I was thinking like, what if it was like uh uh like Mario? Oh that'd be weird. Oh no. Or um
1: Just let me die.
0: Okay. <laughs> what about um <laughs> what's that character on Rick and Morty, Mr. Poopy Butthole? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh no. No,
0: be kind of funny. <laughs> this uh, this episode just took a very strange turn. Um, very
1: fun turn. Uh,
0: if you uh, if you know what the worst Funko to be stuck in is, head over to our Instagram and uh, leave a comment on the episode promo.
1: What's the worst Funko? Yeah, that's a great question. What's
0: the worst Funko to be trapped right, in? Right, right, for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Not including, like, one of the more, like, statue ones that can't move. Right. Like, you know, I know that that would be terrible. Right. But let's assume that you're just, like, a little standalone. You can move around. hmm Do what you got to do. Caitlin, um, tell me some more things about this movie.
1: Tell you some more things about it? I think they should have stopped here. That's what I think about this movie
0: you think that they shouldn't have continued Not after this one? Not with Seed
1: of Chucky, no.
0: But like they end on such a f- interesting cliffhanger. Like I feel like that's an interesting direction for yeah, us so to go. Yeah, so just leave
1: it. Leave it.
0: Just don't even address it? Nope. Oh, okay.
1: And then it just ends. What
0: if Seed of Chucky had never come out? Like what if what if it was just Bride of Chucky and then Curse of Chucky? Yeah. And they never address the baby thing? Yep. Even though Tiffany is in those movies? Yep. Okay.
1: It's just so bad.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it next week. But I'm even more excited to talk about Dolly Dearest. I think that movie looks fascinating.
1: I'm excited to watch it with you.
0: Good. I don't remember what we get to talk about after our doll series, but I'm excited for all of the movies. I am too. Do you have any other thoughts or opinions? This is kind of turning into a shorter episode, but I feel like we covered a lot of ground. I feel
1: like we talked about so much. I
0: feel like we talked very quickly.
1: Oh, we got to slow it down.
0: Yeah, but I think people like the energy.
1: I think so. We got good energy.
0: It's the weekend. We got all the energy. It's better when we don't record it in the evenings. So does this movie deserve more credit than it receives?
1: I don't know how much credit this movie gets. I
0: don't think this movie is seen as, uh, as disfavorably. Okay. Amongst fans, I think, especially in light of Cedar Chucky, it's uh, there are its fans, but obviously it's not going to be one of the top ones in the series. Then I mean, I... for us, it is like I, you know, top three. That's good, I guess.
1: I think it gets enough credit. It doesn't get not enough, and it doesn't get too much.
0: Right. It's it gets what it deserves.
1: Yep. Mm. Hmm. I think so.
0: Yeah. Would you say that this is like a bad movie?
1: No, I I don't think it's a bad movie. Okay. I think it's definitely a horror comedy.
0: Yes. Yeah. Easily falls into that camp. Mm-hmm. Is this going to go on your top ten?
1: No. None of the Chucky movies will surprise.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, we're only going to talk about two on this podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe we'll talk about Child's Play three someday. Yeah. Who knows knows? if we have time? Maybe. We'll see. Um. That's all I have to say. I'm going to wrap us up.
1: All right, wrap it out. All right. No, really, wrap it out.
0: Oh, thank you for listening. that's i don't know how to rhyme with listening <laughs> i was not born at that skill. oh boy i should just not even read it. <laughs> thank you for listening as always we're gonna encourage you our audience to hit that subscribe button in apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you decide is best to listen to podcasts because we don't want you to miss an episode head over there leave us a five-star review tell us what you like and what you don't like and uh You know, that'd be a lot of fun. We really like review comments instead of just star ratings because, you know, if you give us a two, we don't know why. That's all I'm going to say. We're on Instagram and Twitter, at JourneyIntoFilm. And if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash ajourneyintofilm. Or head over to TeePublic and check out some sweet merch. Check out our Is This Movie a Secret Masterpiece t-shirt because uh, that t-shirt's a masterpiece.
1: Yeah. And so are most of the movies.
0: Yeah. And uh, links for those are available in the show notes. Do yourself a favor. Tell three friends about this podcast this week. Just say, just hey, say. I'm going to do my due diligence and I'm going to share this podcast with you, my friend.
1: All right. I'm going to do it.
0: You already did one. I know. So, you so you two just down. Two to go. Two down. And as always, don't let anyone tell you that a film you enjoy is bad because they are probably wrong.
1: See you next time.